Welcome back to PS Editor's Podcast. I'm Whitney Rana, Associate Editor at PS, and I'm here with Jonathan Stein, Managing Editor. And today we're going to talk about whether robots should pay taxes. Um, it's a topic covered by Yanis Varoufakis in his latest piece, which is sort of a response to a proposal made by Bill Gates recently. Um, Bill Gates essentially says that when human workers who you know make a certain amount of money and pay a certain amount of taxes on that income, um, when they're replaced by robots, that robot should then be taxed kind of in a similar way and that those tax revenues can then be used to fund um, better salaries for teachers and healthcare workers and these in, workers in these kinds of industries that really benefit from a human touch. Um, and actually, the European Parliament just recently uh, considered doing just that. Um, the bill was rejected, but it was precisely this idea that with automa automation being one of the key reasons why many workers are losing their jobs. I mean, it was a key reason why you've got, uh, you know, why Donald Trump was elected. All of people in the manufacturing industries, particularly in the advanced countries, are losing their jobs to robots. And this is sort of an idea for making sure that they can have the people who lose their jobs can can have their training funded for example um and shift to other industries and uh companies aren't just increasing their profits with no cost uh for dropping workers but uh yanis Varoufakis takes issue with not with the concept but with the let's say the the implementation yeah, the proposal. tactic, how you go about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, I think the interesting thing is that the, 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 the European Parliament and other legislative bodies, governments, authorities can start considering regulation and they may reject uh, particular measures, but the issue isn't going away. And it's not going away for two reasons. One is that automation is displacing uh, workers who, in many cases, simply won't be able to find uh, new jobs or jobs that pay what they were earning previously. Uh, and second, from a kind of a macro uh, perspective, what's rational for an individual business owner to replace workers with robots is not going to be rational for the economy as a whole because who's going to buy all the stuff? Uh, you know, robots don't go to the dentist. Robots don't like uh, toast with organic honey in the morning. Um, they don't buy new cars. Uh, uh, they don't buy refrigerators. All of this, all of the stuff that capitalism churns out is based on there being sufficient demand to buy it, effective demand. That means that people not only want the stuff, but they have the money to pay for it. And if automation proceeds the way that many think it will, uh, something is going to have to change. Something fairly radical is going to have to change. And uh, Varoufakis, I th this is one of the more fascinating pieces I think we've done this month. Um, he uh, takes issue with Gates uh, because he doesn't support, Varoufakis doesn't support, the idea of taxing uh, these assets in order to generate a universal basic income. Uh, he agrees that there should be some kind of economic minimum uh, that people are, 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 are given, but an, uh, uh, but an income tax on robots doesn't work for, um, for Varoufakis for three reasons. Uh, the way that you would 
um, tax a, a robot would have to be based on the, uh, the the pay level of the last person who did that job, the person who was replaced. But what happens uh, when, you know, over the course of that person's career, they're renegotiating their labor contract, they're getting high, a higher wage over the course of their career. How is that then figured in without the owner of that new robot constantly fighting the tax authorities? probably leading to bribes and corruption in order to reduce the tax bill. Then the, another problem is that you're going to ha soon have robots that have that are operating other robots. So you've got jobs that have never been performed by a human. So what's the reference income level there that's going to be taxed? Um, and the final objection that Varoufakis raises is, is simply he uses the example of a of a you know a mechanized harvester for 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 crops and the driver the operator of the harvester being being uh, uh, replaced by a robot but the point is that the harvester what what's the difference between the harvester and the robot instead of the person who's now operating that harvester after all they're both machines and they've both in fact the harvester has displaced a lot more human labor in history than, uh, than the robot will. The robot's only replacing one operator. The harvester has replaced a whole uh, army of field hands in order to make, um, uh, make the operation more profitable for, uh, for the farmer. Um, so, so, so Varoufakis doesn't like this idea. He doesn't think it's a coherent idea, in fact, to, to tax this robot. Uh, and you know it could be uh, it could be that the robot will at one point and this is what separates the robot from the from the harvester that the robot at, at some point becomes an intelligent machine becomes autonomous in which case as Varoufakis says then let's have civil rights for robots and yeah. let's have let you know let's allow that give them proper working conditions allow them to uh, to renegotiate. Uh, um, uh, their, you know, their wages and working conditions and so forth. Obviously, we're not there yet. Uh, and there's uh, also, there's an alternative um, that it's like Gates's second best option, which Varoufakis also takes issue with, right. which is the idea that, okay, income tax won't work for robots, but what we can do is we can charge companies a lump sum tax at yeah. the moment when they replace an employee with a robot. Yeah. Um, but that also becomes a problem um, because it basically what, what would happen is then robot producers can take the machines that aren't considered robots and incorporate the robotic elements into them. And then you start to get conflicts over what constitutes a robot, what deserves this tax. And nobody knows this tactic better than Bill Gates. Remember when he <laughs> tried to, they tried to, Microsoft tried to bundle the, 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 the browser into the operating system and they got their pan, the pantsuit off of them by the EU for, for, doing, uh, for doing precisely that. So that's, that's exactly Right. That's, you know, the, the, these options, either you charge charging an income tax on a robot or charging a lump sum tax at the point of purchase, uh, the time of purchase of the robot. Neither of those seems to make sense. So what's Varoufakis's uh, alternative? He clearly sees that, that, that in order to stabilize the system, in order to in order to maintain any kind of aggregate demand, which is going to keep production going in the first place, you have to be able to, uh, you know, give people enough money to spend. Where are they going to make that money to spend if they're not working? How does he fund a basic economic um, He funds it. <laughs> he says uh, that a fixed portion of new equity issues or IPOs would go into a public trust and that would generate the income stream that would pay for 
this uh, universal basic dividend. Um, and he's actually brought this up before in a past article um, where he, he talks about capital gains and how when you try to finance a universal basic income from just the government, from government revenues, um, it becomes, I mean, basically impossible. And uh, last year, Swiss, Swiss voters actually rejected a basic income scheme for precisely that reason. Um, it would have taken welfare spending from just under 20% of GDP to about a third of the country's GDP. So this, you know, this becomes a very, very expensive and difficult uh, uh, plan to implement. Yeah. So his alternative takes, takes these capital gains or dividends and funds it that way. And that way, there aren't these complications over defining... Um, what's a robot, what's not a robot, and you know all of these issues. Uh, whether you call it a, a universal basic income or a universal basic dividend, but the idea that income is increasingly going to be separated from work. Uh, and the idea that, uh, 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 that, that work is, uh, you know, it's so deeply, becomes so deeply ingrained in our culture. The idea of a, of a, of a basic income or of a basic dividend strikes many people as, um, you know, this is completely wrong. This is going to, you know, make people dependent and lazy. And that is very much a reflection of, you know, centuries of acculturation into this idea that uh, your self-worth uh, is your, uh, your, your labor, your, uh, your, your work. And uh, so what happens when we're no longer dependent on work for uh, some or all of our income, right? That's, that's, that's the issue. Do we all just become morphine addicts? Or do we see a great you know, flourishing of uh, books and music and painting Yeah, which and is what art, happened historically. Right? I mean, philosophy, art, all of these, these areas were able to flourish only when people started having leisure time, which meant that not every individual had to spend every single day, all day, out in the field growing their own food and building everything themselves. When people were able to have some free time and there was more you know, interaction within a community and a society, that is what enables that, or historically, that's what enabled that kind of flourishing. So you can imagine it's a it's a possible future. The, the you know the, or people can people can you know start their own businesses. I mean you know this doesn't end the cash nexus. Uh, uh, the, the the fact the idea that there's a that there's a basic uh, that there's a basic income and it's not a very uh, high income either. It's not like it would completely remove everyone's incentive to try would, to make but more it would, money. But it would probably yes exactly that's exactly right. I mean. You know, the fact that you are living a minimally decent life doesn't mean that you might, you wouldn't necessarily strive to live a better life, to have, you know, to have more creature comforts. Even the Finnish basic income scheme that they're testing right now uh, for the next two years, it just, it just started in January, uh, allows people receiving that income, they have space to take on work as well. And that's kind of part of what they're testing. The important thing about this, and this is what makes it very different from kind of neoliberal um, assistance schemes, is that it is universal. This is not dependent on your income. A millionaire will get the same basic income as a dividend in Varoufakis's scheme from uh, from the public trust fund as uh, as a person uh, living at subsistence level. 
Um, and, and that's, uh, in fact, what makes these kinds of schemes, any kind of social welfare scheme, politically sustainable, that it's not simply going to an identifiable group of poor people who can be separated from the polity, who can be then subjected to means testing, uh, uh, blame the victim uh, types of narratives. Um, and this is especially uh, important in ethnically and racially heterogeneous countries with a tradition of in-groups and out-groups and racism and, and, uh, and, and bigotry, where you can easily say, well, the welfare benefits are all going to those people instead of, instead of to us, mm -hmm. instead of to members of our community. Um, any final thoughts, Whitney? Um, no. I think that we covered it. <laughs> okay. So I encourage you to uh, go to our website, read Attacks on Robots by Yanis Varoufakis, who's the former uh, Greek uh, finance minister. And his uh, previous piece on the universal right. And on a, on a universal uh, basic capital, dividend. Capital yeah. income. Uh, from a few months ago. I don't have the, the month. October. Uh, from October. Okay. Uh, I'm Jonathan Stein, Managing Editor, Project Syndicate. And I'm Whitney Arana, Associate Editor. Thanks for listening. <laughs>